As a mom, you wear a lot of hats, and sometimes it seems like you're going in a million directions at once. At the 29-Minute Mom, we want to give you the tools to bring it all under control and reach your highest potential. If you give us a few minutes, we'll help you find those extra hours you need every week to achieve balance and satisfaction in everything you're trying to get done. The 29-Minute Mom. It's time just for you. And now, here's your host, life's organization expert, author and coach, Jennifer Ford Berry. This is our first video episode of the 29 Minute Mom podcast. So you may be hearing it just on audio, but you also may be seeing us. And I'm super excited to have my guest on today, Angie Smith. And for those of you that maybe don't know Angie, which would be shocking, I'm just going to go ahead and give you the update that she is an author. She is a speaker. She writes Bible studies. And her mission in life really is to make the Bible relevant to us, which I absolutely love. And we are just going to jump right in, Angie, and just tell us a little bit more about you. You live in Nashville, right? I do. I live like 30 minutes south of Nashville. It's called Franklin. Okay. It's a really sweet town. So yes. And we just got over some major flooding. It's sunny now, so that's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I live in Franklin. Okay. You have four girls? I have four living daughters. Yeah, four uh, living daughters. And so tell us their ages. Okay. Some of them just turned. So I'm like, okay, identical twin girls, 16, 16, 13, and eight. Let me just talk about the driving. Let me just talk about that. Let's, can we please talk about the driving? Because I have a just turned 17-year-old. Okay. Teach me where you are. Am I going to survive this, right? Yeah. So where I am is six months since she's got her license. The day she got her license, I literally said to the teacher or the guy that did the test, I said, so now what do we do? Like, we just like yeah. let her drive wherever she wants. Like, what do parents do? And he goes, well, the smart ones don't. So we literally made her drive from our house to school for five months. That, and yeah. we live five minutes away from school. And she had to take her brother, who was turning 14 tomorrow. So he was really in the cool zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gets to walk through the high school with my sister and everything. Yeah. So now we're at six months. She just graduated to driving 10, like the next town, like where there's stuff to do is 10 minutes away. So good. And honestly, can't picture the next step. I mean, it really is the rules. Like ours are super weird rules. So you can only drive with like, you have to have a parent in the car and then you can only have like one sibling. And then like, you'd have to write a note if like, it's a lot of steps. We didn't ever have that. So, but I think it's good. We're building it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of rules here and you can't drive after nine if you don't take driver's ed. So that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. You're not driving after nine anyways. So I don't care what I need something from the grocery store and then we're going to take our chances because I'm not driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. And we do live really close to the grocery store and I do use that a lot. So that's the only bonus. Honest to God. Totally me. I hate the rest. I told her when she got her license, I go, I've dreaded this day since you were born. And yeah. she goes, she started laughing. I go, no, I'm dead serious. No, seriously. They said you were born. Yes. Yeah. They just don't get it. And we tell them why we're scared. Worst case scenario. And we have snow here. Like right now. Like, oh, yeah. That's a different. Yeah. We have deer that come in the roads. So, I mean, it's like legit fear. Obstacles. But you know what it makes me think of? When I started driving. Yeah. My parents had no way to get a hold of me. No. Do you know what I mean? Like I could be out and be two hours late and I get home and I'm like, dad, why are you so frustrated? Now I'm looking back and I'm like, yep. we can track them. We could like, 
How yeah. did we do that? How did my parents yeah, do that? Yeah, girls. Like, do you watch them? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, my mom's like, I would have driven myself insane watching you on that thing. How do you stand it? Like, well, I don't I think they're better than I was <laughs> because I knew nobody was watching me. That's right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it also makes me scared because I feel like they're going to do what I did. And I'm like, no. I so that's me. Yeah. That's yeah. me. Yeah. But we're surviving. We're doing yeah. pretty well. It's hard. All of our friends that have teenagers right now, we talk about how this, like little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Like this. Oh, that's good. Hardest. That's good. Parenting. Yes. Hardest. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My girls are super yeah. sweet. My older girls. Yeah. My older girls are sweet. Like they're like perfect children. They made me look like such a great mom. But my third daughter, who's 13. Yeah. There's like a 50% chance she's going to have a prison ministry. From the <laughs> she's a little bit unpredictable, okay. bold. She's a spitfire. She's honestly me. Mm-hmm. When she starts driving, it's mm-hmm. going to be a different ball game. Well, good so. thing she's not first then. Exactly. You'll be, break, you'll be broken in a little bit. <laughs> the shallow end of the pool. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. Then you have like the boys are totally blowing up her Instagram and she doesn't get it. She's like, Oh, this boy said that he liked me, and you know, she just doesn't get it. I'm like, no, yeah, because yeah, Instagram, they see you. Oh gosh, we're just in such a different time period. Even this week, I've had just some random things happen where it's not the end of the world, but I'm like, okay, that's one more thing I didn't know about. Like yeah. a friend called me this morning and told me about this thing online that's terrifying. I had never heard of it, and so I'm like, wait, it's all these like new everything just. I don't know. I feel like I can platforms like the what? like social media platforms. Yeah. Like this is some freaky thing called Momo. Oh, I got to write this down. Momo. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to see it. It's honestly the most horrifying thing I've ever, ever, ever seen. Oh it, my. Like, yes. Anyway, I won't go into it. Need to be aware. Yes. I think being aware is probably a good thing, but you just think of like how Satan just like climbs into innocent things. Yeah. Like, just with our kids. I totally get it. So first I want to do, I want to talk a little bit more about motherhood in a second, because I have a question I want to ask you that I thought was really interesting. I heard today, but I want to like update everybody on this really cool part of, okay. So maybe a year ago I found you on right now media. Okay. Yeah. Right now media was a church sent out a link and you know, I was on there. So the reason why I started watching you is first of all, your hair, which you have up right now, like it's, oh, it's a long story. It's your jam, you're like your hair. So I see that I'm like flipping through. I'm like, Oh, she has some good hair. And then, <laughs> and then I hear you talk. And just like the way you were talking on this video, I was like, man, you seem so real and so authentic. And so then it kind of like drew me in because, you know, we see so much on social media. Like, and sometimes it's like, uh, totally. Yeah. I can't take it anymore. So then I started kind of following you and I asked, we reached out to you like several months ago for you to be on the podcast and your assistant was so sweet. She's She's so sweet. And she was like, Oh, Angie would love to, but right now she decided to focus on her family because you had some stuff going on with your dad and your sister. And I just thought, first of all, good for her for saying no. Like, Thanks for saying that. Yeah. I mean, that's like women's hardest thing for them. I was just going to say, you know how hard it is. To yeah. Do that. Yeah. And then it's like when you have a brand and you're like doing ministry and you're out there in the world and your whole life is around you talking and you being, it can't, it's not like you can send, you know, so-and-so in your place. Yes. It's hard to say no. 
It so is so I, I just felt like, man, and then the fact that you were taking care of your dad and your sister, I just thought it was so sweet and awesome. So I sent you a note. I just like, oh, I feel like my heart, I've had heart for you and just thought, probably a tough season. So I sent you like a little note. So then I get a note back from you. So now I'm laughing because I'm like, we're writing handwritten notes. It's like, what happened to this? Like nobody does this anymore. <laughs> so now we just, it wasn't just like one going under God. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't even know when the last time I got a handwritten notice. So I was like, this is really cool that you wrote me back in a, in a little note card. So awesome. So thank you for that. And now it's, we finally got you on the show. So yeah. <laughs> I love that you found me by my hair. Cause I've always felt like it was my ministry and Basically, I have nothing else to offer, which is why when I was supposed to be doing this interview today, I had a panic attack because I didn't realize it was video. Actually, I did realize and forgot. And I asked for 21 minutes um, <laughs> to go try and do something. And I got a little bit to make up, but I didn't go to the hair department. And so that, I know it's disappointing. I'm sorry. But we'll have to put your headshot up. Okay. On the blog post. It's a lot of pressure to make a pan hair. And I mean, it sure is. Come on. Come on. I don't know if I could have done it. I would have had a panic attack, too. I started to. <laughs> okay. So, and one of the other things I wanted to point out is in your note, you just said how it's nice to have women reaching out to other women. I wanted to talk about that because I just recently wrote a post about, like, friendships with women and stuff like that. And I said, how many times are we making excuses to not reach out to other women because we're too busy? And it's yeah. like, everybody's busy. There's yeah. not any one of us that's less or more busy than the other. Right. We're all busy and we can fill our yeah. time. So I just want you to speak to a minute about how important it is for other women to just embrace each other. Because I feel like, especially when women are working for the kingdom, they get it. Like they're like, there's enough to go around for both of us. That's Nobody right. needs stepping on anyone's toes. Yes. The rest of the world needs to hear that too. Yeah. And it's hard, isn't it? Because my first go-to is like, Oh, but I am too busy. I am. And then I think what I've started to do and what's really important is I have a pretty small circle of people that I really invest in. And I'm so for the idea of, well, and this story just came to me a couple of months ago. My girl started school for the first time. They've never been in school because oh, really? we have yeah. schools. And so my 13 year old Kate, because she's Kate Smith, she gets nominated for the little homecoming court. That's part okay. of the school. And her friend ends up winning and she comes down to me and I was like, are you bummed that she won? And she's like, no, I'm so excited for her. And she goes, mommy, can you believe I was nominated? Mm. And it just hit me that it was like, I don't know. I feel like we're feeling like a jealousy and there's something to be said about genuinely being happy for each other and celebrating each other and realizing that you getting something great doesn't take something away from me. But I do think it strangles a lot of friendships right now because, you know, we've got communication, like yeah. every voice, all of this. And so it's hard to just narrow it down. Yeah. I just feel like I've found out that there are people who I'm like, you suck the actual life out of me. Like I cannot be around you, either you're negative. And I just have to figure out where my boundaries are and sort of stay within those. But it's taken me a long time because if someone says, do you want to have lunch? You're yeah. like, yeah, like I can't say no. I mean, I feel yeah. like, but yeah. 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 I tell, I tell my daughter all the time, I'm like, a real friend wants you to be richer, skinnier, healthier, happier. If they don't want that for you, they're not your real friend. Yeah, I totally agree. If you have those things and I don't and I'm frustrated, like there's no competition that way. And I feel like 
I screw a lot of things up, but being a cheerleader for other people, I'm like, man, if I could make a living doing this, it would be my favorite thing in the world. It hurts me so much more when I have a friend going through a hard time than I have a friend that I can celebrate with. Absolutely. You know, like well, everyone would say that though. I don't yeah. know that that's the honest answer for most people. Yeah. I don't see it any other way. And that's why I don't think it's a real friendship if that's if not how you feel. But yeah, I think, so you say you have a small niche and yeah. it's cracking me up because as I was preparing for this, I was listening to some of your other podcasts and I heard you with Christy Knuckles, who yes. is a with awesome voice. Like you guys talking together in the podcast, it's like, how do you have such soft, sweet voices? <laughs> no, I adore our two hours. We're like, I like, that's the Southern Belle in them. <laughs> oh, and I've known her for probably 15 years. Like okay. my husband's group toured mm-hmm. with her. We probably yeah. talked about it on there. We were on a bus for like three weeks with our kids. And if yeah. you could be on a bus for three weeks with someone and come out like loving them more, yeah. you got good company. Got a friendship for life. Yes. <laughs> I saw her actually this fall when I went and met Jenny Allen. Yeah. So she's so sweet. So in the podcast, when you were talking to Chrissy, I really thought it was cool how she was asking about when you travel and how mm-hmm. you were traveling. And you got a nasty email from a mom that kind of was like, you should be home with your kids. And you said in the interview that you feel like your biggest calling, your highest calling is being obedient to God more than motherhood. And I love that because I think a lot of people get the order messed up and it makes them feel so much more guilt as a mom. So again, like another, I'm in India on a mission trip. I'm terrified of flying. I don't want to go. I felt like I was supposed to. And that email said, you're damaging your kids. And I felt like I don't hear the Lord audibly, but I did. I mean, I feel like in that moment, even though it wasn't audible, I had this sense of this idea, which was your children will learn more about me through your obedient absence Mm -hmm. than they ever will in your disobedient presence. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I just have to be obedient. P.S. My kids are riding the Snoopy ride at Mall of America right now. So they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. It's funny because my husband and I, we just went away for the first time ever to celebrate our 20 year anniversary. Like we've done weekends, thank you, weekends, but not a week because it was time to do it for like a big anniversary. I would say, oh, I can't leave the kids for a week. Like I just couldn't leave them for a week. So we leave them for a week and we call, we leave on Friday, we FaceTime on Wednesday. They're at my parents being so rotten and they act like they could care less. That's right. And I hang up. And I'm like, we're not contacting them the rest of the time. They need no. us. <laughs> <laughs> and they literally were doted on so much by my mom that they didn't know what to do with themselves. They were like, like every five minutes, grandma would ask us if we need something to drink. They loved it. So we came home and I'm like, we're leaving them for a week. Every yeah. day. I mean, if you're 20, you could do that. <laughs> I'm telling you, we haven't either. We need to. Yeah, it was amazing. It was literally like another honeymoon. So I need to tell everybody, like, don't even think twice about it. Just go. Just do it. Where did you go? We went to St. Lucia. Oh, amazing. Amazing. And you you. really feel like you blinked from your honeymoon and then you're like, like there was no time at all. So that's why it's so worth it. You know what I mean? That's such a great thing to say. I love that. Yeah. So awesome. So yeah, now that they're teenagers and every day is much more pressure, it's like, yeah, I need a break from you every year. Yeah. You're going to come back a better mom. Yeah. That's the thing, you know? But we need a break. That's right. <laughs> it was so funny, too, because somebody saw my son at a basketball game, and he goes, 
It'll do what your mom and dad do. Sometimes it's good for everyone to have a break. <laughs> he felt it too. I'm like, oh my God. It's healthy. Good for him. I know. It was great. <laughs> it's great. So tell us about how I'm really interested as I was kind of telling you beforehand about your work in ministry. And it's funny because I heard you say that you did not grow up in a Christian home and either did I. And so when I decided that I wanted to, like, I didn't even decide, like God was like, so now you're going to use this platform for ministry. And I'm like, but I'm not a pastor. I literally thought that, who am I? And the more he worked with me, the more I was like, wow, okay, I get what you're saying because I'm really passionate about teaching people to let go of things of the world. Oh, teach me. Yeah, that's my thing that I want to tell the world. So I started looking into it, and then I just started like for a year praying about it a lot. So when I see women out there doing that, I just love it. I think it's amazing. I think what you're doing is amazing. I think that it's so cool right now that it's like the perfect time in the universe that this group of women are really going forward and saying, like, it's still my work, but I use it for the kingdom. Yeah. Like everybody's work could be used for the kingdom. That's right. So it's so cool. And you know, we say, you know what they say about your mansion being a ministry and you can do it anywhere. You can yeah. do this anywhere. So how did you get started? And was this something that you ever saw yourself doing? No, no. Yeah. Like you said, I didn't grow up in a Christian home and just didn't, I had no interest in it. And so when I was in, I came to Vanderbilt for graduate school here and I met this sweet group of girls and they invited me to a Bible study. I didn't know what that even was. I was supposed to go get the Bible study and (laughs) I pulled up and I was like, I'm not going in there. I listened to the Beastie Boys in the parking lot. That's what I remember. I was like, I'm not going in there. I'll never go in there. They've been my publisher 10 years, that story. (laughs) But anyway, they didn't make me feel like a project. They just really like loved me well. And so we did Breaking Free by Beth Moore. Whoa. I love her. I do too. And I brought the next week, my Precious Moments Bible. It's the only one I had. Yep. I had that. And yeah, but they were just super kind to me and welcomed me. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I want to know more about this. So then they invited me, this is the best part, on a singles retreat, okay. which sounded awful. To me. Like I couldn't think of anything I would less want to do, but I went because two of my friends were trying to land the same guy as their husband. I thought there's going to be a cat fight. Like I'm, I'm going to go for that. It'll be a good show. It will. It yeah. was a worse show for them because I ended up marrying him. So. Yay, that's a great story. Isn't that funny? They were like, we're so glad we invited you. <laughs> it was really funny. You're like, I was meant to be here. Yeah. So it was like this gradual, just people being kind. And all of a sudden I was like, I just think in a very academic way. And I was like, I can't prove this. I can't. And all yeah. of a sudden God just did something that was like, there was no denying it. Mm-hmm. And it was a really special time. Yeah. And so did you think that you would ever turn that into writing and speaking in a public way? No, I have always loved writing and I minored in English, but that's not something that you like reasonably say, I'm definitely going to do this as a career and I'm just going to bank on it. My dad was like, you need to find something else. (laughs) So I just didn't know. I didn't at all. And the teaching part, no, it's never, 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 ever. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like have that in their heart. Like they know this is what I'm called to do. This is what I want to do. I don't like speaking in public. Mm -hmm. I don't like being on planes. 
And so that's a problem. I mean, I know I'm like, ha ha, like, yeah. I hate money coming to my house unexpectedly. Like, I just <laughs> sort of want to stop saying the things I hate because he's yeah. doing them. But yeah. no, 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 never. You know, I don't think it ever gets easier to speak in public. You know what? It's good to hear that because yeah. I feel like a lot of people I'm around really love it. Yeah. And I'm a reluctant speaker. Yeah. You know what I love is I love when I start and it's already happening. And yeah. I hate leading up to it. I hate thinking about it. Totally. I last five minutes before totally. I get on the stage. That part freaks me out. Once yes. I'm up there, it's not as hard as I made it in my head. Yes. Well, usually I had an event not that long ago that was just a kind of random event. And they were like the whole time like, Oh yeah. That's the worst. I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. You know, and I'm just feeling so paranoid about, they were really kind afterward. I think it was yeah. like just the part of the country that it was in. That was just yeah. how they were. Yeah. But it messed with me. I'm like, I can't, I'm not making them happy. Like they're going to be upset. Then I have that pressure on me when yeah. I'm on stage. Yeah. But normally it's, you feed off of. Yeah. That's know, when I'm like, I have to crack a joke. Like I have to make them laugh oh. because they're too serious. <laughs> yes. What an come up for air, right? Like I think a lot of people just stay yeah. in this thing and you're like, They've got to breathe. Like, let them up for air for a second. We're all in this together. Let's yeah. process it and be together. So, yep, I know. I was laughing because I was watching the Rachel Hollis documentary. I had like a bunch of girlfriends over. Did you see it? No, I was like, what is that? Oh, on Netflix, you have to watch it, girl. Like, it's so I didn't even know it existed. I totally will. Oh my gosh! So she basically on there. She's like, okay, I need a little more from you. Come on. How about an amen? How about a yeah? You got it. How about something? And I, I like, said that next time I'm doing that. <laughs> oh, I did. I was like, Hey y'all, y'all we awake? What are we doing? Like I have to, because yeah. I'm so uncomfortable that if I yeah. don't, yeah, I've got to go watch that. I didn't even know it existed. Oh yeah. It's awesome. That's great. So awesome. She's a riot. And the thing is, is like, it's so funny because when you speak and then you listen to a speaker, if you're in the audience, like now I'm, the audience, I'm like the audience member being like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally, I got you because I feel like we need that. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I feel like I do that so much. Like I remember being at a Beth Moore taping and I was in a church and she started walking down the aisle that was right next to me. And she knew that I was there. We had like chatted right beforehand, but we were on video now. And so she's like walking toward me and she says, has anyone in here done such and such study? I was like, I've never done that study. I've never done that study. I'm just nodding because I feel like I need to nod right now. Yeah. I'm a nodder. Uh-huh. Sure. And I'm a smiler, like I hear, you know, like yes. eye contact. Yes. Eye contact. Yes. I'm going to put it in my rider that we have to travel together because I need you. Yeah. I need people who get it. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Do you know what would be really cool if we could meet in person this year and the created order conference would be the perfect place. The conference will teach you how to recognize and eliminate the clutter that is stealing your space, time, energy, and money. It will inspire you to get your life organized and to take this new amazing organized life and use it to live on purpose, to live your God-given purpose. If this idea sparks your fancy or you just want to come hang out with me, I want you to go to my website right now and get your tickets. Just go to jenniferfordberry.com backslash created dash order dash conference. That's jenniferfordberry.com backslash created dash order dash conference. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss this opportunity to get your entire life organized once and for all. And by the way, I wanted to make sure that the 
audience knows that Seamless, your one Bible study I did it through my Bible study in church, is amazing. So let's do a shout out to that. They got to find it. They got to do it. You've written several books, so they need to get on your website and find that. But since you're around so many people in this arena of speaking and Bible study writers and authors, how have you found yourself? Like, how have you found your own lane? Because when you start out, it's so easy to look at what everybody else is doing. And I know that I even do it right now because I'm like, oh, well, if you want to talk about organizing and expert on time management and all these things, I mean, I've written the book, so I'm in that lane. But now I want to steer over to this lane. So I'm going to check out this person, this person. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, I think it's better to not look at anybody because then you lose your own individual voice. So did you go through that? The timing of that question is really funny. I struggle a lot with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Really hard. Because you start to feel like you don't have anything to offer. Mm -hmm. I'll listen to someone and be like, she's so bold. She's just preaching the gospel. Like, I'm not doing that. Or like, oh, she's so like winsome or her words are so beautifully put together or more. <laughs> whatever it is, you know, and people always say the same thing about me always, which is like, I'm authentic. And I think that's true. But then it's sort of this part of me that's like, but what value does that bring? And I know that if God has called me to this, then he's going to equip me to do it. But I got thrown into the deep end with ministry. I believe it was the second time I ever spoke in public was in an arena with women of faith with 7,000 women. Wow. The second yeah. time you ever spoke. Second ever. Wow. Ever. Like they had never heard me speak. Like we had a meeting. So incredible. Like they had to, Lisa Harper had to physically walk me up the stairs. That's okay. not an exaggeration. Like I could not get up on the stage. Yeah. And so I was around these powerhouse women yeah. from yeah. the beginning. And there are a lot who are very encouraging and that helps. But yeah. you know, a lot of times you go back to your hotel room and you just think like, gosh, I tell them anything. I didn't do anything. Sometimes I feel like we're not supposed to say that. Like, I think it's no. so real and that's why people love you. And you can feel that when you're speaking, like that you're real. So I think keep doing what you're doing because that's what shines about you. I mean, yeah. really. And more people need to be that way. And I think even now our culture is kind of go leaning more towards people that are more vulnerable and don't oh, have it all together. Thank goodness. Yeah. And I don't know. And something like for me, something about once I hit 40, I'm like... I don't know. Yeah. Figure it out. Who cares? It's like, it's yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Take it or leave it. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. I'm but in progress. I don't know how to organize or manage my time. <laughs> so I need you to offer that to me because I know I've never been to Nashville. So I'll totally come help you. It's one of those places I always want to go and I never get there. Wait. Isn't that crazy? Wait. <laughs> how could you never have been to Nashville? I was supposed to go last summer and then my son had major baseball tournaments and I didn't want to miss it. So I didn't go. Well, consider this your invitation. It's the best town ever. I know. My girlfriend that went, we would have had the best time. She, her kids were singing at some major worship band. So they were singing at some, oh. like, she was sending me videos. I'm like, I want to be there. Then my parents went. They went, like, a month later. I could have went with them. My schedule it didn't happen. And I'm like, I have got to get Yeah, you need yeah. to. I You'll do. love it. I just have love heard it. so many wonderful things about it. So it I we need to get that on the calendar. That's for sure. Shout <laughs> out. Yeah, I can help you. All right. So as far as you mentioned, time management leads me to another question about the fact that you do have to travel a lot. And I'm really happy to hear that you like hate it, like that part of it, because like, when does that get better? I mean, I just can't 
I don't know. It's just like, that's another thing, like speaking, like leading up to it. Oh. All that, like, eh, and then when you get somewhere, you're fine. You know, yeah. what I mean? leading up, you're just like, and the actual traveling and the stress of getting on the planes at the right time. Yes. And all that. Yes. Um, but how do you balance with this kind of career? And, you know, we always want to, we want to talk the talk and walk the walk. How are you finding how to the balance between striving and resting? That's a great set of words. I don't at all, to be honest. I think, and this is one of the things I really struggle with, that I pray that the Lord would make this better. It's exactly what you said, is I taught last night here in town, which is really uncommon, and I leave on Friday to go teach. I'm telling you, for the last week, I've been emotionally like stressed. Mm -hmm. And when I come home, I'm exhausted. I think that that, I don't know that you ever get rid of that, but right now, honestly, like the time management thing, what happens to me is that I get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and I'll shut down. Like this morning I was like, I'm going to just do some like Sudoku in the kitchen. Like I just need my brain to stop. It's hard for me to keep jumping into the roles. Like, okay, mom. All right. Oh, Todd's here. Okay. Got to do that. He's traveling. So I need to, all right. Okay. I got to be on stage. I've got to, yeah, that is the hardest part for me. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's super hard. And I'm a list person, so I'm like, what's the next thing I can be checking off my list? What can I get done? Because if I get it done today, I'm going to be so far ahead of the game tomorrow. Yeah. Wrong. Because Wrong. our to-do list is always there. And so I just always tell people, like, make sure that you realize it's never going to end. Yes. It's laundry. It's yeah. like laundry. Like, it's not going to be done. I don't know why I'm like, I'm going to catch up. That's a lie. No. That's no. a lie. Yeah. And it's almost like then we have to stop and tell ourselves, let's just appreciate the people that we have to be the laundry for and the fact that we have clothes to wash. Like we really totally. have to go that far because otherwise you're like complaining yeah. over answered prayers, basically. It's true. So yeah, the traveling and the striving. Oh my gosh, it's so much. Okay. So you are, I'm going to touch on this topic too, is that, so one of the things that people may not know about you is that you lost a child mm-hmm. and I had two miscarriages myself. I know moms just need to hear just a little encouragement if they're going through something similar, because it seems like you will never get to the other side and you have, and it actually was part of what launched a lot of your work. So that's really cool because God always has a plan and in inside of the picture. So can you tell us just a little bit about Audrey? Yes. I love to hear her name. She would have been our fourth daughter. We found out at our 20-week ultrasound, we want to know if we're having a boy. I mean, that's what you're thinking. Like, oh, I'll just find out. And we just knew right away, we could tell from Mm -hmm. the tech space. And so basically they just said that she was incompatible with life. That was the term they used. And they suggested that we terminate the pregnancy. And they told us that she was hurting, which was the part that was like, oh gosh, like, how do I choose to be a good mom in this? I mean, I really struggled with it. We went the next morning and they said, that wasn't the case. And so we've just prayed and we're like, okay, we're going to carry her as long as we can. Which um, is the most amazing part. Oh, uh, well, it's just amazing. And you know, I think one of the hardest things, and I think a lot of people, I think this will resonate with people who've been through anything similar. It's hard to balance the hope and the reality of it, even with your kids, or you always want to be thinking, you know, with Audrey, I was like, maybe there's going to be a miracle. Like, yeah. maybe, yeah. you know. So that balance is really hard, but we got to have her for two and a half hours. The girls held her and they still like our neighbor the other day just drew a picture and brought it to church and they're our kids, best friends. And then her sister, I was talking about something and they were saying middle school, they do this. 
And I was like, oh, so which grades is it? And I was like, okay, I'm a fifth grader. And she goes, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you love when people acknowledge that. And that's the heart of what I want to say to people is, first of all, when you have gone through that, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, especially in the generation above us, they just don't want to talk about it. Okay. Just yeah. one of those things. It's like under the rug, mm-hmm. move on. And they so, never did back then. No, no. crazy. Nope. Yeah. One of the beautiful things about the time period that we live in is that that isn't how it is. And I think we've made a lot of progress. Mm -hmm. And I think being around people who just want to walk with you through it, Mm -hmm. because grief is not like a steady line. If people don't know very much about the background of my story, this is the probably the worst part is that my husband sings in a group called Sela. His sister was in the group for the first 10 years of the group. And we our pregnancies crossed over. And so I asked her to sing while Audrey was being buried and she's just incredible. And so she's holding her few week old son and singing over Audrey. And we're both just looking at each other like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I hate to say this, like it's like one of those like, but she was born and passed away on April 7th and Nicole's son died of SIDS the next month. So two babies, yes, buried oh. next to each other. And it was just like, are you joking? Mm-hmm. Like, are you even real? Is this even like, and so one of the things that I learned and that I would encourage people to do is like, Jacob, like you can contend with God. You can go to him yeah. and you can say, I am angry. I am devastated. You can scream. Like he's not intimidated. I laugh too. Cause I'm like, you know, he like knows that though. He knows you're angry. Yeah. So it's like you're hiding it from him. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not like you're Adam and Eve <laughs> under that. Yeah. Yeah. So, For me, I love when I talk to people like that, like reminding them that they have permission to go to God that way, because there's a lot to be said about what we've held inside that affects our relationship with him. So people need um, to hear that. That's powerful. It's hard. Somebody can look at your story and say, well, then how did she stay so faithful? Because wasn't she angry? And a lot of people in your shoes do become angry. Yeah. Maybe that wouldn't be the case if they were more honest and real, because like you said, God knows your heart anyway, what you're thinking. Yeah. And it's just faithful and angry. I mean, that's biblical. I mean, you can pull out examples of people who are like, I want to believe this so much. I want, it's the desire of your heart, but also grieving the things that he's grieving with you. Yeah. I had my little cousin that I used to babysit every day after school. He was killed when he was three. And my aunt was eight months pregnant with my next cousin. And it just like rocked our world, our family. I remember being like in eighth grade thinking, if God can take a little child, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Like that was the lesson. Everything's off limits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And one of the things that my aunt has always taught me, she's probably the person in my life, personally in my life that has taught me the most about faith because if she can go through that and still have faith, then that's powerful. And she said she literally felt like God hugging her on the way home from the hospital that she was going to be okay. And she felt almost, I think the word she used was like honored that she, she felt like God knew she wouldn't turn her back on him and that she could handle it wow. and do it. And that's why he chose her. Was he sick? No, no, he was totally fine. He ended up getting killed by, you know, in an accident in the backyard. And she was very pregnant. So it just was out of the blue. And, but her faith was so strong. She never once turned her back on God. And it really, yeah. Can you bring her to Nashville? 
Yeah, you, she would totally. She, you know what she says? I'm gonna make her listen to this. She'll laugh. Every time she's gonna do something, she goes, "I don't have anything going on. Like I never have anything going on. So I'm, oh, I'm always free." <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, do you want to go to Nashville? I have to do some organizing." Yeah. And she'd be like, "Yeah, I've got nothing going on." <laughs> Good. Let's do it. I'm in. I'll get some organizing, some spiritual encouragement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Perfect. I mean, what could be better, right? Nothing. <laughs> Clear the clutter, clear the clutter. Inside. It's like one of my biggest, see, I make lists too, but I make like liar lists. Like I'll list things. I promise you after this morning, I would have written Sudoku after and then checked it off because oh, I yeah. want to have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I write things I've already done. That's very common though. It's very, no. yes. You're lying. It, no, it's so common. People think that they're like the only one that does this or they're the only one. And I, I feel like because I work with women all the time, like really deep down, we're all the same. <laughs> There's a lot of freedom in that. Okay. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. I feel like such a weirdo. I'm like, Angie, yeah. no one sees it. No it's one. Normal. But honestly, like organizing time management, if I could do anything, like have systems for my house, because yeah. my kids have always been home. We've had a full-time nanny because we were homeschooling. And this year I'm like, oh gosh, like how do I discipline myself to work at this point and do this? Like, yeah. You need things for everything. And my girlfriend, one of my close friends, her two of her three kids, well, the oldest is going into college. So her last two kids went, started public school this year. Are and, you serious? Yeah. I have a Bible study in my house. And we were like talking before. I'm like, what, what are you going to do with yourself? Do you have a plan? Because yeah, this is your, been your plan. And she's like, I know. I'm what? like, you just gained so much time. Like, where does it go though? Yeah. Where is it? Oh, I guess Sudoku. But like, other than that. <laughs> I don't know where it goes. Like I'll get to the end of the day. And here's the thing yeah. is I'm so down on myself now night. You know, I just look back and I'm like, and you screwed it up again. Like, look how behind you are. I know that That's why I love what I do because it's not worth it. It can be fixed. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a solution to that. There's, it's not worth a mom going to bed, feeling bad about herself. It's just not, this yeah. is why it's ministry yeah. because it's not just having things in order. It's that you're able to serve better. You're able to love better. You're able to be a better mom. There is so much ministry in that. Yes. I think it's incredible because for me, there's so much emotion and guilt wrapped up in it. And it really, and that's what God's taught me is that really I was doing this behind the scenes, but he's like, people need to hear it's all tied to him. Stewardship. Like, why should we be yes. for more? Like, why should we pray that we want a bigger house when we can't even take care of the house we have? Yeah. And like, I always tell people, everything that comes into your life, you have to say yes or no to, is going to take some sort of stem, which is space, time, energy, and money. It's going to take something away. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I'm actually finishing up a book, like my first Christian real yeah. book, you know, okay. like where I'm like laying it out on the table. Okay. And I'm like, okay, if you want to organize your kitchen cupboards, you can get this one. But if you really want to get lesson down, this mm. is cool. he gives us so much wisdom already. It's just that our society is telling us the exact opposite. Yep. So it's just a matter of learning a few things, and the guilt is not worth it. That is just like let it go. It's like it's you know what? It's so similar though to the guilt of when you don't work out and you don't eat right. You're like, yeah, you didn't do what good job. I know. Day. and then. Yes. But if I would have, I don't care if I would have done 20 minutes and I would not go to bed feeling that way. Being like, why do we do this to ourselves? Honestly, like, <laughs> can you, can you shoot me that manuscript even yeah. if it's not done yet? Yeah. 
I will. <laughs> I will. So, good. so tell me about Come to the Table, because yeah. what I thought was interesting is when I first saw it pop up, it, first of all, aren't you coming to Hamburg, New York? It might be on your list. I don't remember. Are you guys right in Buffalo? Yeah. Like, well, we're outside of Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. Let's do Come to the Table, and then we're going to need to circle back around to that. Yeah. Okay. Because I did not realize that. Okay. Yeah. I'm almost positive you're coming to Hamburg somewhere. Okay. Because I follow all these like different events on Facebook because I love conferences and retreats. Yes. I'm I do too. So I was like, oh, I think she's coming to Hamburg. And so then I started seeing come to the table pop up or whatever. Yeah. And it's not through Proverbs 31. It's your own no. thing, right? It's through compassion. But it's, yeah. Compassion is the one doing the tour. Mm-hmm. But it was your idea. They've been asking me to do it for a while because I don't like it, so I don't do it. But at one point, I was like, I mean, I was like, so I said, I'll pick my dream team, knowing they're both way too busy to do a tour, but at least it looks like it. And of course, they're like, we can do it. (laughs) So it's Annie F. Downs and myself and Daniel Walker. It's going to be a really different conference. I think it's going to be fun, though. I think that's so cool. What cracked me up is there was something that popped up. It was like you saying... Oh, you know what it was? It was, what? it was on Instagram this week because you posted a picture of your sister. Yeah. Which I've been wondering this whole time, like, how is your sister doing? How is your dad doing? Because it's, you know, been several months. So you had like a little bit of a flip through and it was different things. And you said in there, like something about not going how you wanted it to go, the comp- you know, a tour or something. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know, other people struggle with that because yeah. I'm launching a conference this year and I'm like, yeah. you are yeah, like not running it with others, like yeah. the whole part of like you're in it, but this is like running the whole thing and being, wow. and it's so scary, like so scary, but yeah, I know God wants us to do it. And I know I have like the best like group of women and I know that awesome. he's got it, but then there's the days where you're like, what, what am I doing? What if he doesn't have this it? It's going to fall apart. What this is going to be a train wreck. Yeah. I know. What if he didn't oh. tell me to do it? What if that I was know. my own ego? What if? Yeah, nobody's gonna like it. What if the and then you're like, this is so shut it down, shut it down. It's hard. Yeah. I'm like sort of that mode of like, I think this is gonna be awesome, but it's in my head right now. So when we do rehearsals next week, I'm like, okay, I'll feel better because I know how many minutes we do this and how many because again, time management is not my strong suit. So I think like getting into it and doing it will make it me feel better. Right now it's all just like this vague, like we know what we're doing, but we're still putting pieces together. So I'm sure you'll feel that or are feeling that, that they're just, yeah. you've got to get everything in a way that works. Yeah. So the first one's always the scariest. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I like to know what's coming. I like that plan. Oh, yes. I don't like things that I don't know are going to happen. Oh, no. My husband tried to throw me a surprise party once and I was like, I despise you. <laughs> I walked in and I was like, you guys are kidding. Like, I didn't even think it. They were all like, ah. like, I know, no. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Um, P.S. I went to Buff State. You I did finished. not. I sure did. I lived at 1024 Elmwood Avenue. Yes, Get I did. out of here. Mm-hmm. How did I not know this? I went to, I, don't, I mean, it's not, it's not your like, bio, Angie. part of my bio. <laughs> you can ask that in. People need to know where you went to school. <laughs> I went to University of Dayton. I'm from Cincinnati. Okay. And then like two and a half years into it, I've transferred to Buff State, mostly because of the, actually completely because of the jerk that I dated, ended up dating for six years, who we had just broken up 
like the weekend, we broke up all the time together, right? And it was like the week before I met Todd. And I remember saying like, I know I could never have him about Todd, but like, could you give me someone like him? It's just like an abusive, bad relationship. But Buffalo and best states, I was there for like a year and a half, literally like lived on Elmwood Avenue, 1024. I'm telling you, so fun. Um, you got, have you seen Elmwood lately? No. What is it doing? Oh, it's just so cool and artsy. It is. Trendy. Yeah, you would love it. You got I can taste stuff. I'm like, oh gosh, they have that like breakfasty place. Yes, yes. And you're going to have, I think, look at your schedule because I don't know why this is in my head, but I feel like you're definitely coming to that okay. area. Something had popped up and it, if you come in the fall, that would be like so perfect. If we're not already, we're going to plan on it. It would be yeah. so weird for me to go, like, I've never been back. Uh, what do you love that? When I went back, my school asked me to come back and speak. And I was just like, that was just like surreal. And now my daughter, it's on her list. We're like we're doing college tours starting in April, which is crazy. Oh my gosh. This weekend I go on Friday. I have an event in Dayton. Oh my God. And I'm like, I've been dreading it for a year and a half. I mean, I've been dreading it since. Like you what? Have you ever gone back to speak there yet? I have. And it was really, really hard because my dad had just had several strokes. And so to come into the airport, I hadn't been in years. And to like come down and be like an escalator, like that's where I introduced him to Todd. That's where we did this. So I think I was so in my head about him. Yeah. And then I was like, just the familiar things. Like I could tell you that street and the thing that I would order at this place and what was here. And I have so many fond memories about being there and I've got to come back. Yeah. It's really funny that people from the South end up here for school. And like those of us that are up here, like go to the South for school. (laughs) You're not going to college in New York. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You're going to go where the sun shines. It's the snow. But listen, I'm going to tell you, I moved here. This is 0% exaggeration. They threatened that it might, we might have flurries canceled school. Yep. Yep. The line for bread at the grocery store is like yep. stretched to the back of the store. Like I remember being in Buffalo, like, sorry, you can't find your car under yep. the snow. Yeah. yeah. But going to school. Like, deal with it. I know. I'm like this yeah. bad. It, I can't. I live in North Carolina. They freak out over the littlest flurry in the air. And Josh and I are like, really? Like, <laughs> like if I could flip my camera around right now outside my office window, it's just blowing and snowing. Is it really? Oh, I love that. It's like one of those days where it's just a craziness. We've had a crazy winter and they've canceled a lot of my son's basketball games. And I literally told Josh before we got on the call, I was like, they better not cancel the basketball game tonight. I mean, this is winter. Just deal with it. We need to get Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like you're like, I can play. That's right. (laughs) You guys have trucks. Like you've got a system. We We don't. Yeah, we have car. You got two hills, so you can't even get to my house if you don't have four wheel drive. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like people that have like minivans, no, doesn't work. No, <laughs> we're like leave your minivan at the bottom of the hill. Do you want to come over for lunch? Tell me more about what you drive, and then we can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I know it's so crazy, but oh my god, I'm that's so cool. You went to both state. Yes. Like, is there it's anything different. else you want to tell us about what you have going on? Or should no. I go to your angiesmith.com? Yes. Maybe. Yes. Right now I've got a play date with Miles and then I mean, it's wide open. Taking a bath back there, getting cleaned up for Miles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So make sure that everybody that's listening to this today, you check out Angie's books and Andy's Bible studies. They're really, really awesome. As you can tell, she's a real deal. 
you are so sweet and precious. I mean, really, you are. I have fun with you. I like you. <laughs> we got to do something else. Absolutely. We're going to go to Elmwood when you come up. I'm serious. Like, when yeah. you said that, I was like, I can yeah. taste. I'm like, yes, I got to go. You have to. Got to go. I will totally meet you there. And okay. then you can go buy organizing containers at Ikea. <laughs> you have an Ikea? It's right over the border in Canada. Yeah. You guys don't? No, we were supposed to, and then they canceled it. Like, we were so happy, and then they were like, we're going to do more online stuff, so we're canceling it. The really? city. Do you have a container store? Yes. Yeah. So you don't have that. Okay. Dang. Count your blessings. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, this is so fun. I don't want to no. keep you for miles. He's still staying there. He's relentless. He won't leave. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. And I just appreciate it. I know that everybody listening today is going to get a lot out of it. You are just a doll. And we just, hopefully we can have you back on or meet in person soon. And just, you know, wishing you the best of everything you have going on. (laughs) Oh, and we have another friend coming in. It's all about to explain. It's what? Yes. I have a golden retriever too. All right. Well, thank you so much, Andy, for being on today. I appreciate it. And thanks to everybody listening to the 29 Minute Mom, where we know that every single minute of your day counts. And we will be back again soon for another episode with another amazing guest.